Praise the Lord. You are listening to Faith with Vision Talk. This is your host, Chaplain Faith Reed Lightburn. Welcome to all of you who are listening to our program. Just wanted to stop by and let you know that we will be coming on each week. And we will be studying the Word of God. We will also be talking to um, people who have come out of incarceration and also giving some words of wisdom to them. We will also be joined by authors as well as several musicians who are new. Also, I will be just talking to you and fellowshipping with you about current events as well. So I look forward to joining you each week for Faith with Vision Talk. Pray that you know that you are never alone, that God loves you, He cares about you, and be encouraged. Giving up is just not an option. You are loved, dear friend. You are truly loved. And until we meet again. Worthy to receive glory and honor and praise. Welcome to our study on tonight. Our study is coming from 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is Faith with Vision Talk, Faith with Vision Talk uh, with Faith with Vision International Ministries. And we are studying tonight um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And this is your host, Chaplain Faith. Read Library. We're going to be studying the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1 all the way down to verse 17. The Bible says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. First, let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise and glory and honor right now. We thank you, Lord God. For allowing us to be able to study together tonight. I pray, O oh God, that you would just use me for your glory and your honor. And I give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. As we begin to study the word of God tonight, I want you to know that God cares about you. He cares about everything that you uh, are going through. He cares about everything that you face. And as we realize that we are actually living in the last days and so many things are happening right now, and we have to recognize that Jesus cares about everything that we go through. He cares about everything that we face. And so as we are looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Bible says, Know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. But just before we get into the word of God, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give you glory, honor, and praise tonight. Thank you, O oh God, for those watching from around the world. I thank you, O oh God, for the lives that will be changed today. Oh God, and those who are listening from around the world, oh God, I pray tonight that you would truly move in a special way. I pray for those that need encouragement, those who need to hear the word of God, Lord, that you would touch them wherever they are, in whatever country they are in, oh God. Remember those that need healing, that you might heal them right now, God. Those who are down, that you might pick them up, oh God. Help us as we study the word of God to know that you are truly 
a God that cares about us. And we say thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you are watching right now, just let me know that you're on with me. Amen. And those of you who are listening, um, thank you so much for joining us today. So I've already read in your hearing, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. We know that we're living in perilous situations. We know that we have been challenged even this year with this coronavirus, but we know that this too shall pass. As the Bible talks about living in perilous times, what it refers to is living in the last days and the fact that we know that Jesus is coming again soon. We know that we are to live in such a way that God is pleased with us. We are to live in such a way that those who are around us will know that we are children of the most high God. Verse two says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. So we know that as we live in these perilous times, that there are people around us who are not going to live the way that we live and walk the way that we walk in the sense that Christians are expected to serve God with all our hearts. And we're expected to be respectful of others. We're expected to be loving of others. But as we get closer to the coming of the Lord, we know that the Bible says that people will be lovers of their own selves, meaning that they'll care mostly about their own selves and not about other people. We want to be not just people who um, walk and live amongst others and who ignore other people, but we want to be loving and kind to those around us. And so the Bible talks about those who are boasters, those who are covetous, those who are proud, and, and there's nothing wrong in having self-confidence, but there's a difference between having self-confidence and actually making other people feel bad. And so God has not called us to insult other people, to make other people feel bad. He has called us to live in this world and to be a blessing to the people around us. So the Bible refers to those who are unthankful and unholy. So there are some folks that doesn't matter how much you do for them, they're just not thankful. There, there are those who it doesn't matter how many times they hear the word of God, they do not want to live a godly life. And so God is, the Bible is telling us that as we get closer to the coming of the Lord, they will be, there will be more and more people like this who will not want to live in a way that's pleasing to God, but who will constantly push push the envelope, so to speak, in trying to do what they feel like doing instead of what God has called them to do. Look at verse three. It says, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good. Now, I don't know if you've been around these types of people, but there are some people who they are lovers of their own selves, their friend. They are not interested in being a strength to other people, but their only interest is in their own selves. God does not want us to be like this. God wants us to be people who are loving and kind to people around them, who, when the Bible says they are without natural affection, 
Sometimes people don't understand what that means, but natural affection is talking about how God created us, male and female, and he created us to mate with the opposite sex so that children could be born. And so when it says without natural affection, it means mating with someone who is like yourself instead of the way that God had ordained it to be, which is male and female. The Bible says these folks are truce breakers. They're people who um, you cannot trust their word because they're going to say the opposite of what they really mean. And they're those who are incontinent, meaning that they have no self-control. And there's some who are despisers of those that are good. You know, there are folks that are trying to live decent, honorable lives, lives that are pleasing to God. And so there are folks around them who don't like that and they want to give them a hard time. Don't worry about those folks, dear friend, but continue to put your trust in God. The Bible says there are people who are traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And so we have this going on. We're living in the last days, dear friend, and we have this going on where people are more concerned about their own selves rather than serving and praising God. God wants us in these last days to not just be lovers of ourselves and worshiping ourselves, but he wants us to worship him because he is the true and the living God and he wants us to worship him. The Bible says having in verse five of second Timothy chapter three, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. There are folks who they say that they're Christians. They go to church, but they have no authority in the spirit realm because they're not real. They're faking it. And so you cannot fake your way trying to say that you're a Christian when you really aren't. The best thing to do is to really surrender your heart and your soul to Jesus Christ. The best thing to do is to say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want my life to be different. I want my life to be changed. Jesus, touch me right now. I surrender my life completely to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You are Lord. You are Jesus Christ. And I accept you as my Savior today. That is the best option, dear friend. Don't pretend to be a Christian, but become a Christian for real. Surrender your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, in verse five, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. If there is someone, dear friend, who pretends to be a Christian and who is not, the Bible says, turn away from that person. Now, the Bible is not saying that we cannot associate or talk to people who are not Christians. The Bible is referring to folks who pretend. They are pretending to be something that they're not. These types of people are dangerous and we have to be careful with them. We have to pray for them and lovingly pray for them that they will come to know God for real and not just be pretending. The Bible says, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. So there are some folks, dear friend, who because they look like a Christian and they um, fellowship with Christians, but are not really Christians and who are pretending, they are the ones who the Bible refers to them as creepers, meaning that they creep 
into houses at night. They go visit someone at nighttime and, and do things that they should not be doing with them. And, and these um, people that they're doing it with are just as bad as they are, meaning that whether it's the man or the woman or whoever it is, that if they are sleeping around and they are not uh, a married man with a, with a woman, you know, if they're not married and they're sleeping around, that is called fornication and God is not pleased with that. God wants us to live in such a way different that we are preparing ourselves for the coming of the Son of God, meaning that we must live godly lives so that God is pleased with us. And so look at verse 7. If you have 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. A person, dear friend, who actually is um, in a situation where they're, they're constantly sneaking around and doing things that they should not be doing instead of really serving God. This person, um, the Bible talks about ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, it's a person that you're constantly having to redirect that person, constantly having to redirect them because of the fact that um, they have not matured in Christ. And many times a person does not mature in Christ because the person has not fully surrendered his or her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you cannot grow if you are pretending that you're a Christian when you're not really a Christian. You've got to make that first step in accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And then you will grow from there. Amen. We want you to grow, dear friend. We want you to draw closer to God. God has his hands ever open and willing to take your hand into his. He wants to take both of your hands, dear friend, into his so that he can lovingly guide you. The Bible tells us in verse 8, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So if you recall in the Old Testament, when Moses went to, um, he, he was out, they were out in the wilderness. Remember, they were walking around in the wilderness. They had just gotten out of Egypt. These two men withstood Moses. I mean, they talked about him and they were trying to get the people to rise up against Moses. And what uh, Moses did, he called to himself those who were for God and those who were not uh, and who stood with them. The earth opened up and swallowed up them and their families. And so God dealt with it immediately. But sometimes we're not able to deal with things immediately and we just have to tolerate the foolishness until such time. It's okay, dear friend, let God handle it. If someone has been bothering you, has been troubling you, don't worry about their bad attitude, but understand this, that God is going to make a way for you. God is going to help you. And so don't worry about those who are not right and those who, you know, will bother you in some way. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on serving God because God is on your side. The Bible tells us that they were turned over to a reprobate mind, meaning that their minds and their consciences were dead. They were no longer listening to God. Dear friend, we never want to be in a situation where God just turns us over and allows us to have a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind means that your conscience is dead. 
and that you cannot hear the voice of God anymore. And dear friend, we never want to be in that situation. We always want to be constantly praying, constantly seeking God and constantly asking him to guide us and to lead us so that we can be alive, refreshed, hallelujah, and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in verse nine, but they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest unto all men and theirs also was. So once again, those who will not obey the voice of God are compared to these two who withstood or fought against Moses. We understand that the Bible says, listen, you will go no further. In other words, there comes a time when God will put a stop to foolishness, when God will put a stop to those who will not want to listen to him. And so the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, but they shall proceed no further. So in other words, don't worry about those who will not serve God because there comes a time when God is going to say enough is enough. And I don't know about you, dear friend, but I always want to be on the side of God. I would never want to be an enemy of God. These men became enemies to God and the earth opened up and they were swallowed. They, the wrath of God came down immediately upon them. So I want to encourage you to serve God. I want to encourage you to hold on to God. Look at verse 10 in second Timothy chapter three, verse 10, it says, but thou has fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, and patience. So as Paul was writing this letter to young Timothy, he was reminded him that the way that he lived openly in front of him, he knew it. So the way that Jesus lived, he lived openly, dear friend. And we saw the way he lived. There was nothing hid about Jesus. So it is that Paul is saying to young Timothy that you see the way that I live, my manner of life, you know, you saw my purpose. Everyone should have purpose. When you get up in the morning, you should know that you're getting up for a reason. And we know that our first purpose is to worship the Lord, our God, to serve the Lord, our God, with all our hearts and all our minds. And the Bible says, you saw my faith. You know, there's something about people seeing your faith and people seeing that, that you are steadfast in your faith, that you are not giving up, that it doesn't matter what kind of challenge you face, that you are not giving up. And dear friend, I want to encourage you right now to not give up. The Bible says that, you know, you saw my manner of life, purpose, faith, and long suffering. Many times our children see the opposite side of that. They do not see our long suffering. They see us getting upset and, you know, maybe yelling or something like that. But the Bible talks about long suffering. When Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, you see my long suffering. In other words, you saw what I had to go through, but I did not give up. Dear friend, can I say to you that there are many things that you might face in life, but God has great faith in you that you will not give up that regardless of what you face in life that you will get up brush yourself off and keep on going that you will not allow the stressors of this life to hold you down or to hold you back but that you will ever press forward and move forward with the help of the Lord and the power and the might of the Holy Spirit the Bible tells us that um 
you you also know well let me go back and read from the beginning but thou has fully known my doctrine manner of life purpose faith long-suffering charity and patience so those were the last two charity and patience so young timothy was being encouraged by paul to remind him of the fact that he saw the things that paul did the charity that he showed to others and also the patience that he had now listen when you were uh, if you're living in a place where you're being persecuted and people are are talking about you and doing all manner of things to you one of the things that you have to have is patience because in the middle of someone really being aggressive towards you, you have to have patience enough to stand still, to not lose your cool, and to let God handle and fight your battles. Let the Lord fight your battles, dear friend. Don't try to fight it yourself because God is going to be victorious. He is victorious and he has already given you the victory. And so because God has already given you the victory, I want you to be encouraged, dear friend, be encouraged. The Bible tells us in verse 11, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So Paul continuing on said, Hey, you saw the things that I endured. You saw the afflictions that I went through and you saw the persecutions that I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. I want to say to you, dear friend, that God will always deliver you. God will always deliver you. I'm going to say it one more time. Hallelujah. God will always deliver you. I don't know who I'm talking to you right now and that perhaps you have gone through some challenging times in your life, but I want you to know that God remembers you. Hallelujah. Hold on dear friend a little while longer. God does remember you. The Bible tells us in verse 12, it says, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All that will live godly will suffer persecution. So it doesn't say God has promised you a bed of roses, that everything is just going to flow easily for you. What it says is that God will help you. So in other words, we know that, that we will suffer persecutions, but we have to acknowledge that God will deliver. God will deliver. He will deliver their friend. So the Bible says, in verse 13, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we must acknowledge the fact that even as we continue on, that yes, there are going to be evil people around us. There are going to be people who say all manner of things to us and things around us are going to get worse. But as things get worse, God is greater. Hallelujah. Let me say it one more time. As things become worse around us, God is greater, meaning that it doesn't matter what it looks like around us. We must continue to hold on to God because he is our strength. He is our helper. He is our keeper. He is our fortress. He is our rock. We must hold on to God, dear friend. God is going to help us even now. The Bible says in verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So once again, he's reminding Timothy, you've learned a lot from me. 
Don't forget what you have learned different over the years, whether it was from a grandparent or whether it was from someone at church, you learned a lot. And so do not be discouraged, but continue on within the strength of the Lord. God is giving you renewed strength right now. God is pushing you right now. God is propelling you right now to your next level. Hallelujah. Even though it has been a challenge these past few months, God is still greater and God is making a way for you right now. The Bible says in verse 15, and from, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we know that from a child, remember that Timothy's um, grandmother was um, Eunice. And we, we know that from a child that, that Timothy was taught to obey the things of God. And even you, dear friend, or, or me, all of us were taught by someone. And so someone has been praying for us. And even now God has sent out angels to watch over us. And we have to understand that we must continue to press forward. We must continue to put our trust in the Lord and whatever we were taught as a child, we should not depart from it. We should not forget it because even now God is helping us. The Bible says in verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And of course we could also say women of God. So it's many women of God. We know that the, the scripture was given to us. It was inspired word where the Holy spirit breathed on men to write the word of God. And so when we study the word of God, what we're saying is God, I believe your word. And I trust you. And I know that you are working things out for me right now. And that all I have to do is put my trust in you. Dear friend, God is taking care of you right now. God is helping you right now. And I want you to continue to hold on to God because God is truly who he says he is. He has never left you alone. He will never leave you alone. All he's asking is that you put your trust in him but surrender your life to him and ask him to change whatever needs to be changed in your heart. Amen. So surrender and ask Jesus to change whatever needs to be changed in you. And after that, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the moment you, you ask their friend, Jesus does come into your heart. He does transform you. And then he lives in and through you. So you don't have to worry about being on your own because Jesus is with you. Hallelujah. Jesus is with you. He loves you very much and he wants to see you be successful. So let us pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory and honor and praise right now, Lord. We thank you for your righteousness. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your joy right now. Lord, even now, oh God, as we are, are finishing up this study, I pray for those watching from around the world. I pray for those that are listening from around the world. Lord, whether they're watching on, on YouTube or Facebook or listening on this podcast, I pray that you would truly bless your people. 
Keep them in the palm of your hands, oh God. I pray for that one that is surrendering his or her life to you right now, Jesus, that you would touch that heart right now, that that heart would be changed and transformed by the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that you're comforting those who need comforting. I thank you that you're healing bodies right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for that one that feels alone, that you will let that one person know, that woman or that man know that he or she is not alone right now, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name, Jesus. We are not alone, oh God. But Lord God, you are with us to guide us and to give us strength. And I pray right now, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch right now. And I give you praise and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, dear friend. Thank you so much for studying with me today. And until we meet again. May the peace of God be with you to keep you and your family in perfect peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to partner with us so that we can continue to do what we do in helping families. Our outreach goes into India, Kenya, Uganda, also Thailand, and we have requests coming in from Pakistan as well. Also, we help those coming out of incarceration, whether they need a bus pass to get around or furniture or clothing. We try to help those who come to us in need of help. Also, we want to encourage you to reach out to us. You can go on our website, www.faithwithvision.com, with your comments. And there is a contact form there that you can fill out. But if you would like to partner with us, our cash app is the money sign, Faith with Vision, capital F-A-I-T-H-W-I-T-H, Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, Faith with Vision. Also, we have a text to give set up, which is 833-972-2816. And in addition, you may give via the website through PayPal. And once again, it is www.faithwithvision.com, faithwithvision.com. Also, for those who would prefer to write a check, you may contact us at our P.O. Box. That is P.O. Box 830362, Ocala, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, F-L, 34483. Once again, it is P.O. Box 830362, Ocala, Florida, Three four four eight three. God bless you, dear friend, and we look forward to speaking with you another time and enjoying sweet fellowship.